Welcome to another segment of Market Overdrive. I am your host, residential real estate broker with Coldwell Banker. My name is Carla Mina. It is an amazing Thursday afternoon, except when I look to my right and he's still here. Smiling away, here to rain hell on your life. Is that what you're it's here my for? Job. That's your purpose mm-hmm. in life? It's the only thing I'm allowed How for. are you, Mimetti? I'm feeling good. How are you doing? Doing outstanding. It is Thursday. We're thriving. Properties are still hot. The market is still hot. Everything is selling. How's the market? I agree. You agree? It's pretty simple. It's still steady, still moving. Um, doesn't look like a slowdown yet. I know people have been talking about it, but I haven't felt it. I haven't seen it. The applications are coming in the same exact way. So, you know, let's You're take saying it. exactly what I told you earlier. Can you please stop calling me for real estate advice? I have never once in my life called you for any I advice. I need you to stop calling me personal, for real estate advice. Nothing. I always call you for one reason and one reason only. What is that? To get to on my nerves? yell at you just because I am bored and I need something to do. I'm sure you have a huge staff at the office that you can yell at and you can leave me alone. But today is D-Day. It is D-Day. It is D-Day. What's going on with the Mod Squad? Today... We're announcing a new permanent co-host. We're growing. He, we are growing. <laughs> we, we are adding a special person who is not only uh, obviously qualified to be an official co-host on the Mod Squad, but more importantly, he has been, I think he's got the record number of uh, of visits? trip visits to Market Overdrive and over the last two and a half scared, years. And heating thing twice. No, he, he, he didn't flinch. Like... He's like, yeah, I'm ready for this. He actually was already a co-host, I think, because he's been here so many times <laughs> on so many different occasions. So I want to introduce- crazy? I want to introduce Mo Dodka of Dodka Law. Is Dodka that? Law and Main Street Real Estate. And Main Street Real Estate. And obviously, introduce you again for the 1,000th time because you've been on the show and we're happy to have you back. And more importantly, we're obviously happy to have you on the show with us permanently here uh, or until you can't tolerate Carla, which is probably going to happen <laughs> quickly. Um, but, you know, like I said. I think you should scratch that because he, the only reason he is here, in fact, is because of me. Look at that. Thank wow. you, Carla. You didn't read the side text. <laughs> It's all good, Mo. There's a no, side text thanks. on the I don't appreciate that. No, I, I appreciate you guys having me on. He got my name right the first time I was on the show. What did he the call first you? time I called him Alex. Alex. Alex? The whole show. And I'm the, the one show. who messes up people's names. <clears throat> I just wanted to go on record. That's the only time I actually messed up a I name. I don't think so. I no, think I could draw a poll and I'll have guests tell me that you always mess up people's names. He pronounced names. my last name right, too, because everybody butchers that. It's like vodka with a D. How yeah, can he not? Do you know his name? What's your name? Never us, never us, never really? us, Mamedi. Can we move on? We <laughs> anyway, move on? we couldn't launch Mo's um, co-hosting our show without bringing in one of our favorite viewers, number one fan, actually. I think George has been listening to our show yeah. since we were on the AM560 family and now here. Welcome, George. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And George is a newly found client. Am I going to be listing that property pretty soon? Uh, That's what I yeah. do. This is how I close business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go right, go right in. Uh, yeah. Can I get that listing agreement signed yeah, before I'm we really, go on the show? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm working on all the things you you asked me to work on. So, uh oh, let's nope. not go. It's let's a not hot start there. She made no, you a number one fan. <laughs> yeah, she made me the number she, one fan. Yeah. So every number one fan normally <laughs> brings us cookies and stuff like that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, did you bring cookies? She didn't tell me. She didn't. Ah, no, Carla. But I got. It's all good. Bro. I got the business. So it's can all you good. Relax right now. Right. You're you're killing the we're, business. We're dieting. Don't worry about it. I'm just kidding. You're dieting. I'm not cookies. Please. So give us some background. You want to go with George first, or you want to start with Mo? Let's do. Uh, let's Mo. start with uh, Mr. Mo here. Mo, Mo, you got a big background. You're you're pretty fluent in two different careers here. So tell us a little bit about your stuff, so we can get everybody acquainted with them. Um, cool. Yeah. I um 
I'm a licensed realtor and I own a real estate company, Main Street Real Estate Group, but also a law firm. I started off as an attorney, got out of law school in 2009. Job offers were really tough. Mm -hmm. So I got a broker's license to help make ends meet. So I had two jobs. One thing led to another and now we're here. And uh, So you went from one bad job to another bad job, figuring two bad <laughs> yeah. jobs might make a normal job. Two bad jobs made a good job. All right. Nice. Yeah, made it right. So um, I'm excited to be on. I uh, I think we're doing that Ask Mo, which is very brave of Carla. You like Some of that? my friends can be cruel. Ask so Mo. So I'm, I'm waiting to see some of these questions come in, but I'm excited to be uh, a part of the Mod Squad. So first reaction. My, my name is Mo and my last name is D. So my initials are really Mo D. So it works perfect with the oh, Mod Squad. Oh, you have to love that. That's this, is, this was a, this was meant to be. You just have to keep having Nick's picture this next was, to mine because it just uh, looks like he's staring. Why would you do that? Because if you look at the advertisement, it just yeah. looks like he's staring at me intimately. Right. And it's... I'm gazing in Moe's ear. None of that, please. <laughs> I already had it with Anyway, so I think one question that people are watching, they, they know that you're a lawyer and you're obviously an owner of a real, real estate brokerage. Which one do you feel, um, do you equally split the job, if you will? Uh, or do you feel like you kind of skew towards one more than the other? Or? So my day-to-day -day job really is helping coach and train the real estate brokers in our office and, and be a realtor. Um, I do go to court. I'm still a practicing attorney. I do closings as an attorney. I, we have an attorney in our law firm, Tim Asimos, who's awesome. Carla works with him a lot. Tim's, I love Tim. Tim's, Tim is Tim's unbelievable. I could text Tim right now and I assure you he'll pick up. And that's what it takes Probably to get Probably the only guy on. in the world that will pick up to you. He's he's. <laughs> yeah. He's amazing, and he does 95% of our closings. So we do a lot of real estate closings, tax appeals. We do building court stuff, foreclosure defense work, so a variety of stuff. But Tim does a lot of our day-to-day -day running to and from court so that I can help real estate agents grow their business. So going into you or your office at Main Street, it's pretty much, you know, I hate the term one-stop shop, but they literally can if they have some of those legal questions, you got you right there in the building. Yeah, so that's we want it to be that way. So uh, real estate is, to get licensed as a realtor, it's an eight-week course. You get licensed, and then you're like, now what? What do I do? So um, we built Main Street Real Estate Group really around the coaching and training so that we have a versatile group of coaches and trainers. Um, so if there's a question, we know we can answer it. Or we have somebody on staff or somebody we can call who can answer it. Whether it be marketing, legal, how to sell a property. We Hand-holding is a negative connotation, but we like to hold people's hands until they know what they're doing and just keep keep coming back to them to develop their businesses. And that's why today I decided to extend that to our Market Overdrive audience. So if you're interested in you know, asking Mo a question, we called it Ask Mo, and you can call us at 312-521-8589. We'll be live so you can answer all your questions. Either you can call us or you can also um, add them on t Facebook, and Mr. Mimetti is going to be reading those. Are you going to be reading those? Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, podcast, WGM Radio Family, the whole nine yards, and of course you can go to our website. Just want to make sure that you can multitask. You Twitter. Know, you know. Yep. I got okay. it all. Got it but all. I, got a, I got a question. Yes. You know, we can't let the show go with a new host without giving him a little bit of roasting here and there. We got to give him don't. something. Don't Otherwise, not officially one of us. So the first question is friends. law school. How long did it take you to go through law school? Three years. <laughs> Three years? Yes. And I what online course did you take for that law school? <laughs> 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 and how much did you pay someone to sit on that online course and pass you as a lawyer? I got little fake diplomas. I did, I did an eight-week course for my law degree, too, just like the real estate. I love you. Right, right, right. You're such a true we'll let, we'll let it. We'll let that be the only roast for now, and we'll find some more along the way. But Can you 
you behave? What? Can you just be nice? Like one day. I'm totally only? nice. Me and Mo He's get along. Such a sweetheart. That Look at that face. That, that was I, mild. That was soft. Gonna roast me? Yeah. I was expecting worse. He, oh, was don't worry. The, the, the good stuff's coming. Why are you letting it happen? <laughs> He's building up to it. But I take it to in return. Yeah. Wait, that didn't sound good. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> take it on the mat. I want to see this wrestle thing. We're not wrestling. We're talking. Oh, come on. That would be so awesome. <gasps> I just thought about something. Definitely. Let's do a Mod Squad wrestle throwdown. Can you? I want to see this. Oh, my God. You're going to get so done. I have to see this. Please met this man in pain. Put him in pain. Please. I'm begging you. Really? I got, I got really? 100 on it. Right. <laughs> what, what about we train you to have a wrestling match? Are you kidding them? me? Let's we'll, we'll, we'll 100%. Yes. Yeah. Weighing in at 65 pounds. <laughs> 120 Ask Mo. Call 312-521-8589. Again, 312-521-8589. And go ahead and fire away. Apparently, Mo can handle a bunch of questions, not just real estate, but also legal questions. And friends, beware. We're going to screen your calls. Just kidding. No, we're I not. I think Mo's a little fire scared. Away. His friends no. are going to be calling. Listen, fire I, away. I was doing uh, a little Facebook live chat a while back, and I just opened it up to questions, and I got quite a wide variety of questions, but they're usually pretty funny. Yeah. You could ask me about real estate, law, race cars, wrestling, grappling. Well, funny or whatever you'd like to say, real estate is still <clears> very real, and a lot of people are still transacting. It is fourth quarter, and a lot of what people are wondering, okay, what do we do now? We've always talked about like summertime being this, the height of the market. So where are we now? What do you think? It's, has the market softened? What are you advising your clients? You know, honestly, yes. The winter slows down a little bit, but it's not as extreme as people think. The spring market's the strongest market. It's the busiest market. And it's just supply and demand. You have more buyers out there. Um, but the last couple winters, at least in Chicago, have been mild. So I haven't seen a huge decrease in business in the winters. And again, with that decrease in buyers, sometimes you have a decrease in listing. So you might not be competing with 10 people in the neighborhood to list your home. There might be two or three. So it really depends. And it depends on your circumstance. If you have to sell, I would say don't take your listing off just because it's winter, be cognizant of the fact that there might be less traffic, but you have less competition as well. I think the market has, it stayed pretty strong. You know, you get, I think Nick mentioned, people keep saying the market's going to crash or the market's going to soften. Markets go up and they go down and they go back up again. I don't think the precursors to create a crash are there anymore. I do a lot of foreclosure defense work. And Nick will tell you, it's tough to get a loan when it comes to the application process. Now, back in the day, if right. you had a pulse and you said you make X amount of dollars, they would take your word for it and give you a loan. You have to go through a pretty intricate process now. So the precursors to give people bad loans and cause a crash like we had, I don't Those think it's there. I mean, we used to have loan programs that were no money down. Like they are literally not only no money down to buy a house you're going to live in, owner occupied, but you could have went no money down to buy an investment house, right. an investment property, a four unit with no money down. So when you have nothing to lose other than a, a couple of dings on your credit report, which which we all know after a couple of years is long past your uh, concerns and you're back to a good credit score anyways, then what would be your incentive to hold on to a property? So those things have been built in. You're not buying an investment property anymore with no money down. Right. It's very hard to even buy one with less than 10% down. Um, 3% is a minimal on a lot of these products nowadays for owner occupancy, but I think by forcing people to put something in a game um, or into uh, the transaction, it's giving them a little bit more reluctancy. More importantly, though, Appraisals are managed differently. Yes. Underwriting's managed differently. We're not so lenient. Uh, well, I shouldn't say we're not as lenient as we used to be with certain little things. We actually do a little bit di digger deeping and finding um, 
deeper digging and finding the truth to a story where before we're like, oh, you got a lease on that property? Yeah, we believe you. Now we need to verify that there's really rent roll. There's other things going on. You can't just write le- letters of explanations and get loans approved. So the uh, every market, like you said, Mo, has recession, has in, you know an increase and a, and a downfall here and there. But a crash is a word that I, I agree with you it's, on that. It's going to be. And we're not calling it a crash, right? We're calling it a no, correction. Yeah, no, no. I mean, you get the doomsday people calling for a crash. I've had this argument a couple times recently, where I'm like, "You're yeah. flat out wrong. It's, it's not, not going to happen." But markets go up, they go down, they cool off. A- any market that just continuously goes up, that's a dangerous thing mm-hmm. too. You have right. to expect a cool down at some point or another. Right. And that's why we want to make sure that you understand what's happening in the market. Uh, real estate is going to continue to thrive. Real estate is going to continue to appreciate or not. But we're just here to advise you as to what to do strategically, right? So if you're saying the market is not going to soften, it's going to stay very steady, there's still that, you know, like you said, a lot of people are not buying anymore. It depends on what category you're in. Like the single family <clears throat> category, for sure, it's going to kind of be a little soft. But you're talking about condos and two flats. Two flats are still very active. Everybody's still shopping yeah. for two flats, regardless of the location, I found. Um, everybody's looking for cap rates, of course, and you kind of buy and sell those differently than you will. Um, condo and and single family but understanding the trends and knowing those is how you're going to be able to either sell or buy property if you're looking to sell something just know that you're going to get maybe a little bit more creative with what you're offering maybe you could do um nick you said that there is some you know new programs three percent down right so no longer three and a half percent you can always issue closing cost credits to entice that uh that buyer um i know there are some limitations with respect to credits that are allowed from a seller what are those uh limitations nick well you get more credits when you do an fha loan or a government loan so if you're a veteran or you're doing a, any kind of government loan you can get a much larger concession if you go up to six percent um if you're doing traditional fannie mae stuff it's three percent um but for sellers for closing costs that is you know uh, you have the other credits that are very standard and aren't considered in that equation, which is, you know, a credit for the roof or a credit for the uh, repairs of the garage or whatever else might exist. Um, subprime stuff, they let you go up to 6% as well. So, but again, that's, you know, the market is, is um, let me just rewind. We're speaking on a general term here from yeah. like the East right. Coast to the West Coast about slowing and, you know, appreciation and depreciation and should you buy or should you not buy. But I do believe, per, and this is a personal opinion, you guys might chastise me or think I'm crazy. I do believe that no matter what city you're in, certain neighborhoods could crash, meaning sure. they have been oversold. And I don't mean residentially per se over commercial, but one or the other. Uh, right now, there's a neighborhood that I'm not going to mention in Chicago that I think is going to crash commercially. It's overexposed. It's really expensive. It's gone insane. The, the rent prices of a commercial storefront there is as high as they are right here on Michigan Avenue. And I think at some point you have to say, you're not on Michigan Avenue. Right. And everyone's going to figure it out. And then that's going to, I don't want to say it's going to crash, but it's going to take a really nice drop back to reality. Uh, but I think that certain neighborhoods, and I've seen it even during our boom in 2005, there was some suburbs that there was a flood to get to for whatever it was. The, the grade school district had changed or whatever the case is where these houses in 05. People were buying them at X amount of a price, and literally in 06, when the market was still flush and booming, they were starting to come down a little bit. So I think that you can see small pockets of neighborhoods anywhere in uh, the country that that might happen, So uh, where the correction might be worse than the norm, yeah. but a crash... Definitely not a crash. I, I, th- I agree. It, it really is market-specific, and markets have some small sub-markets. You even have neighborhoods that have small areas of a neighborhood that are their own little markets. I think you know, Chicagoland on a whole, I think, is a very strong market. I mean, if you look at 
our price point as a big city or a big city in suburbs compared to like a San Francisco or an LA or a New York, we're pretty undervalued if you look at us compared to them. 33rd in the country out of all major cities per square footage. The average square footage. I mean, they take that from the south side all the way to the north side, but 33rd in average metropolitan square footage costs. I didn't know that. And we're the third biggest city. And, and think about all the tech stuff coming in. You have Google. You know, there was I saw an article today about Amazon, Chicago, trying to get Amazon's headquarters to Chicago, which would be humongous mm-hmm. for Chicago right. if we could get the Amazon headquarters here. Different trends to be watching. I mean, ask Carla something. <laughs> Dial 312-521-8589. Hello, Carla. You here? I'm sorry. Are you working? I, I need to work because you and everybody decided to make modifications to our schedule, so I apologize. I did not. But know. can we go back to um, why we have George here? George, obviously, you're you're going to be selling your property. You're going to be listing your property, and you probably heard me say exactly what we're saying here. Yes. And your number one fan. Yes. And your number one fan. I'm ready fan. to go, right? All this information I'm getting right now, I'm ready to go and put it on the market. That's some good information. Yeah! <laughs> See? I, I should keep, bring keep all ready. my clients keep, in George, the what's studio. Keep on the mic. Just keep doing the mic. What's this up? What's this Was this the plan? That's this is the plan. This is we bring now we bring potential buyers into the into the mod squad or sellers, and we make it happen right here. This is a hard sell. Whatever you do, do not mess up his name. No, but it's it's that Asmo um you know segment, and we're we're asking you to Asmo if any of your you know legal and of course real estate related questions. So we decided to bring George in the studio to share his story, and actually it's a big question for you because he's been dealing with an association. So he actually has an association nightmare story that he wants to share with us and i thought you know instead of like walking him through this off air i thought it would be imperative for our listeners to kind of share the in the story because i know a lot of people who are looking to sell condos are probably going to be on the same um, boat as as george because of what has happened in our market so what's the big question what happened uh well I th- the the association first of all it's just a lot of a lot of different um issues with getting the association to to do things repairs, repairs and maintain especially things in the um the general areas like the balconies and things like that i've been asking to get the balcony painted for since i've been there nine years nothing nine uh, years for a balcony nine paint years, job nine years for wow. a balcony paint job wow um the hallways we you know not having a consistent maintenance schedule is it's it's a headache because you know that adds value to your property you know it's your it's your place it's where you lay your head so right. You want it to at least the, the the general areas to be nice, and when your friends and family come over, that's important to me. It is, um, especially if you're paying, you know, towards the assessments. Mm-hmm. Um, so my nightmare is basically I fell behind on my assessments uh, at one point, transitioning between corporate and my startup, um, and you know I was uh, communicating with the association about, you know. Give me, can I get a copy of the ledger so I can see how much I'm behind so, you know, I can catch up. And they never gave me a copy of the ledger. Um, you know, it took back, it, it took a few, like, months went by and never got any, a copy of a ledger. Now you're the actual homeowner, right? I'm the actual homeowner. Okay, go ahead. Um, so um, next thing I know, uh, I get, uh, I, start, I start receiving uh, letters in the mail from attorneys. Asking to say, hey, let me represent you in your um, in your eviction. I'm like, what? My what's going on? Wow. So I I never even then I called the attorneys like this can't be right because I haven't gotten any notification from, 
you know, my association, like what's going on. And you own the property. And I own the property. So, and your mortgage is current, I'm assuming. My mortgage, right? yes, everything. Okay. So he's just he's an arrears for the assessment. Yeah, I was arrears for assessment. And you know, I looked at, I then I went back, so I said, let me open up the the bylaws and see what you know. And then it's a price. You know, we have process in the. In the bylaws, where sure. it states that you're supposed to get notified from, you yeah. know, the association, and then if you can't work out anything there, it's a remedy, right? right? A remedy would be they put a lien on your property or something like that. Yeah. That never happened. They went straight to eviction. So the bylaws in most HOAs is exactly what's going to be kind of the guiding point of what you have to do next. So I'll touch on the eviction part before getting an HOA to actually do things you want them to do. When you started getting mail from other attorneys saying, I'm going to represent you, mm-hmm. that means somebody had actually filed an action in court because right. court like a filings. Or a lien or something. No, it's there. just a lawsuit, a complaint. So when right. a complaint gets filed in court, that's public knowledge. So mm-hmm. other attorneys who are just trying to market will reach out to a homeowner mm-hmm. and say, let me defend you in your eviction. Or if it's a foreclosure, they'll do the same yeah. thing. You have to get served with that lawsuit. So the first red flag is you are not physically served. So typically a sheriff will try to serve you. If they can't serve you, what will happen is they'll get a special process server who will come serve you. So the it, it seems like the HOA, for whatever reason, didn't do that step because that would Im- immediately give you notice that, hey, I got to go to court. There's a court date here. I have to do something. So very similar to like any type of eviction where you have to get proper exactly. service. You can't just do any that. Any lawsuit. So if you sue somebody for anything, you have to give them notice. It right. has to be served upon them. Now, depending on what kind of lawsuit it is, there's different guidelines for service. But in a eviction lawsuit, they are going to first try to su- serve someone with a sheriff. Um, try and never answer the door. <laughs> yeah, just never. <laughs> somebody I don't know at the door yeah. with a piece of paper. I'm like, I'm going to go out the back. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, though. Um, how many units uh, are in the... Yes. It's six units. Six okay. units. We're a small association, you know. We we can't. Is it self managed? Or we we self managed, you know. And, and actually, your paralegal here. Moment. You're you're like excuse? bumping and setting everything perfect. Yeah, right? we're we're, we're uh, knows. yeah we're self managed, and I didn't receive the 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 um the, the notification complaint. the complaint. I actually didn't receive it until the Saturday before I had to go to court, which was Monday. So you know, All how did you straight. receive it? Uh, they he actually they, it did come through a um, a server. Okay, but it came the Saturday before. Okay, that's not it. enough notice technically. Yeah. Now, what I would do is, you know, if if you pay the HOA past owed balance, they can't just evict you. So mm-hmm. almost every bylaw says that if a homeowner falls behind on paying HOA dues, mm-hmm. the HOA can do what's called a forcible case and go and try to evict. But if you then make the payments and you're current, they can't just evict you. And that's usually a lot of months behind in order yeah, for them to really Yeah, and it depends on the HOA, really. That. I mean, yeah. you, don't, you don't do it for someone that's usually, a, it sounds like and, a couple months behind. But you yourself there was, there was about six, lack seven of communication. There was Still, no seven months yeah. is not enough to start service. forcing someone out of the house they you, bought, in my opinion. You guys opinion. are self-managed, so who's the president who's kind of just being the... The person who's, dun, who's dun, doing dun, dun, this. Dun. I think that's the problem. I mean, Did maybe we won't name his name. <laughs> yeah, we Say won't what? put his name. We won't put his name out on <laughs> the his name out. But he's somebody who lives in the building. Yeah, right? and, and here's the, the the crazy thing is, we all know each other, right? Right. I Which play, makes it more. Awkward. It makes it more yeah, awkward. I play. Together, I play ball with this together. guy. Like we go, we play ball. Like you could have just talked to me. Like what's going on, George? Like what the shit are you talking about? You play ball. We play ball. Like we who? Hey, you are my team. By the way, you're getting evicted tomorrow. Exactly. You know. <laughs> so that's what made it weird because it was like I expected, you know, me asking him for 
the, the information. I expected yes. him to just give it to me or come well, to me and say, hey, George, what you're going to do? This is what we're thinking. Can we work something out before we go through this? Because that added more fees to me. Really, because sure. I had to now that tack the legal on fees the legal fees stuff. to me. Of course. So it and was I, it was really uh, I thought it was but unnecessary. That's the thing, though, with a self managed association, I could expect that everything could be resolved outside of court. Yeah. But just yes. the fact that there was like lack of communication. That was, <laughs> no, that's what it was. You could it was just, lack of let's, communication. let's not play ball. Let's just talk about this because you haven't. You know, where's my money going? I want to see a budget. Yes, exactly. And there's no maintenance. Now you're talking about putting the property in the market, and your realtor told you first thing is like ooh appearance so, yes you know? exactly it's you know what's weird is you're in a situation here where it could have been resolved by talking but it seems like there's a to- like he, whoever this president is has a complete disconnect is there anybody else that's on stupid. that makes up a board because what i tell people in self-managed buildings is once you buy in a building and you seem like the type of guy who's trying to take care of the building try to make your way on the board so you can impact some change so right. if something try not needs to be done to. Um, it's you can impact change so i would look at the bylaws call some sort of board meeting to hash out a whole lot of different things mm-hmm. they have to take your payment and if they've missed stepped the steps that they have in the bylaw you definitely have a defense but if you're behind a judge is typically going to say well pay your hoa dues and your paso dues and this goes away the i've rarely seen this happen in self-managed buildings especially when you seem like the type of guy who's communicating with people it's usually an investor who's out of sight out of mind and no one can find him he's playing basketball with the president right that's a very strange thing. <laughs> so, which leads me real quick, because I got to like, kind of follow a program here, which leads me to what we wanted to start doing now is a nitro question, okay. where we kind of hit the, hit the nitro okay. socks out here a little bit and ask them. You don't have to answer it right away. I think, okay. our, I think you already answered it. But I was going to ask you, what's the weirdest experience being in an association as a homeowner that you've had to deal with? Is that music I'm hearing? This is, not true. <laughs> this is a weird. This, this is a very weird. Nice it's I mean, very awkward. The question was already premeditated, guys. So I'm like, but he just told me he's like, well, I played a so I played basketball with the guy that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, very, it's awkward now. Business. It's very awkward now because it's a small. It's a small building. Mo, you so, got one too, by yeah. the way. You have a nitro question. I have a nitro which question. Which is one of, the, it's one of the most awkward and <laughs> most embarrassing moments you've ever had to deal with on either yourself or a client in the middle of a transaction. Dealing you don't have to answer Nick? it right now. We could answer it 10, 15. I'll give you 15 minutes to think okay. about it. It's the most huh? embarrassing or awkward moment you've ever been put in. <laughs> either Wait, yourself, can I ask you one? In real estate related, either yourself uh, I already have money, or but. a client that you had to deal with or defend or whatever the situation was. All right? so I you got a good one. Hold that for a little bit later and we'll go from there. But let's go back to... Um, uh, the issue with the association. Go are ahead. you still? Are you currently in the legal process with them? No, we're, we're it's settled. Salt? Yeah, okay. we resolved everything. Uh, um, but see, that's the thing. Like that's why I wanted uh, George to come and share his story. It's because yeah. a lot of people buy properties in a condo, and they don't understand that when you're buying a condo, you're actually buying a property w- with other people per are. se. Because yeah. you know, you you're like, well, sometimes people are like, well, what are our neighbors like? You know, th- like when you're buying in the single family category, they want to know are there kids here or who's living next door. But with the condo, it's like the association is. Your real partner. thing. It's, it's your a partner. partner. Yes, it it's is mixed right. such a partner in the whole situation. You have to analyze them like you are analyzing the brick and mortar of the building. Could you imagine if I did not know this guy and I bought a condo and I <laughs> saved all of home. my little pennies and I didn't buy any expensive shoes because I wanted to buy this condo and this is my neighbor? This and maybe- is your president. All right. I am running for president. <laughs> of the association. Of the association. Relax. Anyway, Mo. 
Listen, could you imagine you are, what that would be like? It would be nightmarish. You two, I think, would have got along fine. You no, would have no the way wall now. Down. I would have, would have combined I would have sold. Next day, you'd sold. Have been BFFs. Foreclosed. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you a funny story real quick though, because you just reminded me of something. So I, I bought in a four-unit building. It was a really nice. There was, there were condos technically, but they felt more like townhouses. There were three levels mm-hmm. up, each one of them, and there was only four owners. And these were like back in two thousand one in Bucktown, so they were like five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars units. Really nice, and they had four units, and they had a president, a treasurer, and uh, a secretary, and so. One unit each had these titles, and I'm the fourth one. I'm like, so what am I? And they're like, nothing. <laughs> the emperor. So I felt so like, emperor. Emperor. how come you all got titles, but I'm the one that doesn't get a title? I, I wasn't even a part of it. I was the one person that wasn't a part of these. Could you imagine? For his HOA. I was like, hey, I'm thinking crap. we're going to spend that's some what's money going on, on with me. That's exactly what's you're going like on. The, you're, you're, I'm, you're the one, I'm, the, I'm, the one, I'm the one left out. And all you wanted was just to clean the place up. Let's clean the place up. You know, let's yeah. just do stuff, you know, the right way. But uh, here's let's go back to the legality of this whole issue, right? I mean, with respects, I know that you're now like all settled. You you caught up with all your payments. Your company's doing great, which kudos to you. You want to plug it? Easy Beauty. Yes, Easy Beauty uh, for professional stylists. Help you guys manage your business, manage your clients. Coming soon, first quarter. Help you generate more money. George created an app for it, so I'm very proud of you. Much um, much success to you. But going back to the legality aspect of it, if the property were in fact vacant and somebody um, stopped making their their assessments assessments uh, payments, can't speak. um, The association can legally insert a tenant in there, collect rent, and make sure that that rent's going towards the assessments and pay off their arrears. Correct. Correct. So I tell. So I get a lot of calls for people who are going into foreclosure, and one of the first call questions I get is, "What do I pay? What do I?" not pay and my one of my first questions is do you have an HOA and if you have an HOA make sure you pay that because a foreclosure process in Illinois Cook County especially can take a very very long time but the eviction process is much shorter than the foreclosure process and an HOA can just be very very quick they could wait 10 payments they could wait one payment two payments depends on the bylaws and how aggressive they are but uh, definitely make sure your HOAs are paid because they can put a tenant in there to offset you and know, there's nothing marriage. you could do about it except obviously yeah pay it pay, pay it back um and it's true like even if you are in a financial hardship you have to you have to maintain that because it makes it for a really hard or difficult sale right when you're trying to sell it like so now we we're fine right but the, now we have the issues of like the lack of maintenance in the exterior and then you're wondering where does your money yeah, like, go what's, what's can you fire an association that? can you fire that specific president so you don't have a, a property manager that you can really fire i think you have to collectively with the rest of the board members get together and have a real communication and maybe i've seen this happen where somebody will bring in an expert to say guys this I suggest you guys do that. So you bring in a Carla who says, I've seen this happen on a lot of my... Association therapy? Yeah, basically, that's what you'll be. You'll be an association therapist. But guys, Most people need therapists, Nick. Go ahead, yeah. Mom. Go ahead, Mom. <laughs> we, you know, We have this much in reserves. These are things we need to do. Let's build a plan because a well-run HOA that's professionally managed has plans for the future. It seems like this HOA runs a little bit by the seat of their pants, which is not a really intelligent thing to do because it is your home. Carla's right. You share it with other people. I have a house and if something breaks, I'm stuck paying for the whole thing myself. You guys are- Those hallways are yours. Yours, you're paying percentage of that. But I would, because you're self-managed, just 
send a letter, knock on some doors, talk to them, get a meeting going, and then look at what you guys have in your reserve pool, get quotes for all the things you want to do, just be proactive, and then bring in the HOA therapist, Carla, to sit down and have a discussion. Right. And, and more importantly, I wouldn't go into a sit down, though, and a, a call it therapy or renegotiation or whatever it is you mm-hmm. you know you want more time or whatever the circumstances without some form of a deposit on the problem so if you're still in arrears don't go in there empty-handed i'd go in there with good faith saying i have for example if you're in arrears seven months i have three four months right here right now but i still need some help and like helping me get back on track and some of the things that i i do want to see change as well and getting involved mm-hmm. you know um the other thing is it sounds like you might be selling a property yeah, um, later. yeah, yeah. And no. he hired an amazing realtor, may I, I add? Did, I did. Oh, one of most people. Good. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I really hate you all the you're, time. You're so what, what I, what, the I, I don't want to. I don't. <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> um, I don't want to uh, freak you out. <laughs> Excuse shoot, you. Shoot, that shoot. one got you. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to freak you from buying another condo because you got a bad taste, pay, oh, taste of the situation. But the reality is this: um, you should. Look into the association if you are going to buy another condo because you might move into a building that's 300 units um, and, you know, or another one that's six units. Um, but you want to see what they have in reserve so that you don't have to wait nine years to get your balcony painted. Mm. You want to see what they have in reserve so that you know, freshening up of the carpet and painting the hallways isn't an endeavor that would bankrupt the association right. reserve. So right. you know, if, if you a, go into those things, really great advice. and a lot of investors, a lot of lenders won't let you even finance traditional loans mm-hmm. without at least a 10%, uh, a 10% budget in place, meaning you know, anything that can happen to have at least 10% cash on hand. Mm-hmm. So, in the reserves account. Um, if, you're, yeah, if you're below that, we'll just say no to the loan because it protects oh, you. Wow. And, our, and our asset, which wow. is your property that we, we own with you now as a lender, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you got to look at that stuff when the next time around. And, and your that. situation is rare. I, I don't want people to think buying a condo, you're going to always have this situation. It seems like you have a... A unique president who's not doing the right stuff. And what did you do rare. to him, George? He dunked oh. on him. He dunked do? on him. Yeah. He dunked on him, right? You're that's a lot better than him. I hit him with a few crossbones. You, you yeah. crossed him over, know. and now he's like, screw that guy. He's getting a notice tomorrow. He's, he's on one of those YouTube videos where he does a crossover, the guy right. falls over, and, and now he's pissed. And all the friends are like, oh! He's got a million views on YouTube, and now he's really upset. He's upset about the app. Did you tell him he couldn't be a silent investor on your on your tech? Who? Your startup. You're, you're pre- the president nah, of the he, Nick is right. I hit him with a few ankle breakers. Right, there it is. It goes yes. back to See story, that? Nick. Please ignore him. I do have a question from one of uh, most. Oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, Matt Rosen, thank you so much for following us and tuning in this so afternoon. Uh, Mo, I know you follow a lot of motivational material. What is your favorite inspirational quote, and what color are your eyes? Are you available? I just oh, added wow. the last two. Uh, I've been staring at them the whole <laughs> time. <laughs> we have like this little gap right, where Nick and I can make eye contact here. They are hazel. Um, Matt's teasing me a little bit because my office has this joke that I have this favorite quote and I say it all the time so everybody teases me about my favorite quote and it's a goal without a plan is just a wish so Mm. I do a lot of coaching in the office about goal setting planning and it's it's my favorite quote and they tease me about it a lot but it it's true I was a big guy who a, a, a big reader into set goals and you're going to be more successful or set make your goal plan for the year make your plans and just write it down and that's immediately going to make you successful. I think that's BS. I think writing down your goals alone doesn't make you successful. You have to have a plan to get there. So it's like if I said I want to lose 50 pounds this year, you guys would look at me and be like, whoa, that's like a big big goal. But if I said I want to lose a pound a week, you'd be like, no big deal. Stop eating tacos and you'll lose a pound a week. 
Oh, add one pound it. a week for a year, that's 52 pounds. So I tell everybody, whatever goal you have, you have to break it down into small measurable goals. Add the small victories up. I call it winning the week. If you hit your goals for the week, you've won the week. Add up 52 wins, you'll win your yearly goal. But if you just set a goal or you and you write it down, that's not going to get you to success. No. So they're teasing me with that in my office right now because they're – Probably they're, laughing because they give but, me a hard time. But they're but absolutely right. There is, it's my favorite quote. Everyone is in goal frenzy on January 2nd. They are. Everyone's like, this is the year I'm losing weight. This is the year I'm going to make more money than ever. This is the year I'm buying five pro- – I mean, they all come up with something. And by February 3rd – They're done. They're it's back like to living and breathing like on a regular basis. The gym is literally empty on February 3rd. You it's, know that. I, yeah. I'm a gym goer. You're a gym goer. And you, you go can't to the gym? Stand. You want me to do a plug? <laughs> I can say I own one. <laughs> But you hate going in from January 1st till like maybe it's more like February 15th. And come February 15th, it's back to normal again. What happened to all those people with all these aspirations? Let's they, go back to that. You own a gym? It's a, yes, I do. <laughs> Can you take off your shirt to see if you work out? It's going to cost you. And I you need some ratings kind of, here. And you, and you don't have that kind of money. <laughs> George, can we pull together? Whatever. You don't work Come out on. and you don't own a gym. Right so on, relax. Right on. Um, Thank you, Mo. I really appreciate no that. I love inspiration, and I think that that's great. I mean, unlike Nick, you're a very optimistic, nice person. <laughs> so I'm so, so glad negative? to change the energy in the studio. Um, going back to our association nightmares, of course, you can always call us at 312-521-8539. I'm sorry, 8589 um, if you have a question for Mo. But um, I want to go back to that advice that actually our lender in the studio shared with us because, you know, he's a lender. <clears> um, but as a realtor. He could be kind of smart once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, as a realtor, I always say that when we're shopping for a property, as soon as you enter, right, you're entering a condo building, you start look, you start to look uh, at the, yeah. the, the carpeting and the stairs, the painting. Is it distressed or is it cleaned? Because that's going to be a sign of the association. Are they are they proactive with maintaining the property? You know, is the brick talk pointed? Because eventually that's that's going to be a special assessment. So then you're calling your lender and you're saying, hey, I want to make an offer on this property and I have X budget. But then you're not taking into consideration, um, you know, the, the special assessments or the upcoming special assessments because yeah. you're not looking at the whole thing. Um, what advice do you give our listeners um, with respect to understanding um, budgets and understanding meeting minutes and going yeah. back to making sure this is a healthy association? You're 100% spot on. When I walk into spot a building, on. I look at it and I'm like, well, they haven't taken care of any of this. So one, it makes me think maybe they're not proactive or two, they just don't have the budget for it because their reserves are deplenished. So I say look at the reserves, but also look at a budget. So a good HOA will plan what they're going to do for at least 12 months. And if you look at meeting minutes, they'll have discussions about, hey, we're thinking of redoing all the carpets or, hey, we're thinking of painting you know, the, the hallways or we're thinking of doing a roof. And sometimes with that comes a quote or you can reasonably deduce like, hey, painting this hallway is going to cost this much. If there's not a lot of money in the reserves, yes, a special assessment might happen. And special assessments are going to happen. I don't want people to think special assessments are the most negative thing because if you have $5,000 in your reserve account and you have a $10,000 bill you got to pay, there's four or five of you, you have to figure out how to pay that. Just like in a house, if my basement flooded during one of the bad storms. That's my responsibility, just like it's everybody's responsibility in the building. But you should at least be 
aware of that stuff happening. So if you are on a tight budget and you're buying at the absolute max that you can buy, two, 300 bucks a month on a special assessment might put you in a tough spot. So like Carla said, just make sure your realtor and your attorneys are looking at the reserve, the budget, and then also the meeting minutes. So do some due diligence up front so you don't have issues. So it's going to be a long, um, boring review period. But remember, you have five days after you execute a contract uh, where you have the, uh, the opportunity to review these documents. And if you have any questions about the association, you ask away or at that point you decide you know what it's not a healthy association so I'm going to go ahead and rescind my contract Um, because that's what the attorney review period is you have to exercise it with respects to you saying your house flooded I mean with the association you guys also carry an umbrella policy Mm -hmm. you have to understand what's being covered because most in in most cases right Nick um, for condos your 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 insurance is going to cover walls inside Mm -hmm. depends if it's fee simple with the condo association but it's going to cover walls inside and then everything exterior is going to be covered by um, the association's um, insurance. And so as a lender, you ask people to get like renter's insurance policies per se. Right. So you have to know what is being covered through the association. I mean, your assessments can go a long way, right? Maintenance, upkeep, and then of course, insurance. But again, don't be scared. You just had a bad situation and yeah. you'll be Yeah, fine. I don't think fine. it's for me. Though. You're a little bit more prepared no, next time. Right? I really don't. But uh, speaking of- Don't convince up, him because then he's up, not going to want to sell. Up. What am I going to do he's with gonna myself? He's going to sell. He's already not liking the association, so he's going to have to sell it sooner or later. Association <laughs> um, sucks, George. you so got to sell. Let me, let's go back to the Nitro question. I think you already answered it, but if you have <laughs> something better, what was the most awkward situation or weird situation? Or uh, I think, you, yeah, that's it. Uh, being, <laughs> being in that situation where it's a lack of communication, it's a small, small building, so you see three, six three, neighbors. Three, yeah, three, three quarters of the, you know, my, my, uh, my neighbors are on the board. Right. And uh, I have to I see them all the time. <laughs> so, so I'm the only one that's it's me and this uh, me and another tenant are the only ones that's not on the board. So now that this has happened, it's really awkward at meetings because we have our meetings in someone else's house. So I have to go into the the unit of one of the, the board members that did this. So it's, it's really awkward. So I have to, yeah. you know. So the lesson learned, don't cross over the president of the association. Yeah, ever don't again. cross him over. Don't cross him over. Don't break his ankle. Mo, we're going to you. Awkward My situation, nitro, nitro question. So, Most awkward or embarrassing moment you've ever had, either yourself or with a client or if both. you uh, If you followed me long enough on Facebook, you know that for a while I was having issues tearing my suit pants. So I, I was getting custom fitted suits. So I got, then you're going to take off your shirt today? Yeah, no, I'm I'm not in shape either. No shirts. He's coming ripping off today. pants, girl. I don't think he's ready to do that. Go ahead. <laughs> so <laughs> I was I'm built like the a mod T-Rex. squad. Just it's right. a complete show now. It's a different show. It's right. completely changed the mod show. Yeah, I'm a T-Rex. I have these like short little arms and big <laughs> necks, so I have to get custom fitted clothes. So just like Rocco. Yeah. <laughs> so my my pants tore a couple times, and one time I was sitting in court. And if you've ever been in court, the room is full of attorneys and people waiting to go up. And there's a judge up front, and I was getting ready to go up for a hearing. Oh my I sat gosh. down, and I heard the and my uh, pants tore. And front or like, back? Back? Back. Oh, so jacket long enough like, to cover what, it. What, no, not long enough to oh, cover it. Oh, this is so great. Like, what do I do? So I actually <laughs> went out in the hall, nervous, serious? and I asked an attorney. I was like, listen, this is a weird question. How bad is it tearing my pants? And he's like, it's pretty bad. <laughs> So I took my white underwear, like, dark underwear, no underwear, commando. Dark. Yeah, thank oh. God, not commando. So I took my uh, my bag and I loosened the strap and I threw it over my back and I had it 
far enough down that it would cover a little bit of it. And I had to go up and do a hearing. And the whole time I'm up there, I'm like, the whole room can tell my pants are slipped, slid all the way down. Uh, and that was that was bad. I don't get embarrassed <laughs> easy. I have pretty thick skin, but right, right. that was bad. Did you win the case? I, I did win the hearing. Oh, the judge felt sorry for you. The judge thankfully can't couldn't afford- see it. Everybody behind me was, <laughs> had a This poor shot. attorney can't afford pants. Oh, I was embarrassed. That was bad. <laughs> what about you, Nick? I wasn't on the spotlight. The question's on. not about me. A nitro question. <laughs> I didn't have 15 minutes to think about it. I have a ton of stories, but... Would you be enough airtime with you? I do have someone on, on the air. Do we, Craig? Yes, so producer? Mom. It's, it's probably mom. your mom. <laughs> Mrs. Donka, how are Hi, you? Hi, please state your name and tell us the reason for your call. What's up, Mod Squad? This is Gronko. I just wanted to welcome Mo oh. to the show. I have <laughs> hey, Gronko. Can we up, get man? anyone over five foot on this show? <laughs> Excuse hey, me, hey, I'm hey. five four. Crossover king, you're yeah. tall, you're tall. Five four, yeah, Carla, with your heels on, on record. With your heels on. What's up, dude? Hey, Mo, I just wanted to say welcome to the show, man. Uh, Happy to have you on. I got to get back to work here, but I wanted to give you a big welcome. And I'm uh, looking forward to seeing you on air here sh- shortly, okay? Thanks, man. I you really don't have a legal question for our co-host today? I like that part where you said go back to work. Bye. Him and I are going to go suit shopping together. Yeah, right? <laughs> You're terrible. You know that? Yes. You're so mean. Yes. Oh, gosh. Yes. All right. Go ahead. This is what I do. Do. Do you then. That was a nitro question. He answered it. The suit in the pants is a good story. You just hung up on poor Graco. He said he had to go. You said go Were back you, to work. Do you not do listen to him? The meanness. He's like, I have to go. I just want to say hi. I got to go. Bye. Welcome back. Welcome to the Mod Squad. Thank you. <laughs> Mo. This is it's fun. a dysfunctional family. Yeah. I'm family. That's darkness over there. Darkness. Like I'm all like unicorns and rainbows. Yay. Yeah. And living that, in the fantasy world. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm excited that, you know, George is going to be selling his property. Of course, there's yeah. always opportunities. You have no choice but to sell your property now. I hope you know that. Yeah. He's going to be selling his property. But again, you know, there's, oh, you have to understand what's going on because if someone were in the middle of it, you know, you get so overwhelmed when you're getting, you know, attorneys to call you and you're like, how do they find my number? This is like... Where is the privacy, right? Like you said, information is available. It was out there, but now the property, you know, there's been appreciation. So you've made a lots good, it, you yeah. know, lots of it. Great neighborhood. So yeah. um, you're going to be selling. And are you going to be buying a condo next or a no. single family? What do you do? <laughs> I'm going to probably rent for a while. And ah. So what's your, I mean, what's the advice on that, I guess? I mean, my, my honest opinion is You're in the is wrong show right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're down the hall. Wait, what? Down I was counting on a sale and a purchase. Guys, let's Give talk. me some let's, advice please, on that. Like, let yeah. him know. I'm in between this transition. This is, this is tough for me. Listen, if you're renting just to figure out your next step, that's fine. That's but fine. I tell yeah, people, renting right now, <laughs> rental rates are so high. Mortgage rates are so low. It just doesn't make sense. Back in the day when you – if you took like a condo and you're like, okay, this condo costs $2,500 to own with mortgage taxes assessments, but it's $1,700 to rent it and I can mm-hmm. get a much nicer place for less money, that may have made sense. But today, it's just the rental rates are so high and you can buy places with such little money down, do lender credits. Mm-hmm. Right. I tell people, if you're not planning on staying – if you're planning on staying put in an area for more than three years, it makes sense to be a homeowner, not a renter. One thing about renting, there is no refunds. Yeah. Never will be. I Can't always say somebody's paying a mortgage. <laughs> um, you Whether you're paying rent, you're paying somebody's mortgage. So it well makes sense to pay your own. What do you mean by that? Well, there are no refunds. Every Expand. dollar, you know, people are like, oh, you know, I can rent this and that. And, you know, they have their 
reason to it. Renting is a tool that is temporary, like most said. Yeah. Um, you, sometimes you don't know which neighborhood you want to live right. in. You want to test this one out, go to that one. That's that's totally understandable. But when you are um, when you're a homeowner, at least it's kind of giving you a forced equity, a forced savings account, if you will. Um, you have some tax deductions, the whole nine yards. But when you're a renter and you're and you've paid that thing on time for five years and it's time for you to leave, there is nothing you get back other than a handshake and thanks for being a good tenant. Nothing so builds nothing, wealth. Nothing. Bigger. Is, is your return on that money. Nothing so. builds wealth bigger than property ownership. I mean, it, it, we had Lawrence on a few weeks ago and we were talking about it. And it, Property ownership outperforms the market every time. And it just, over time, property ownership is going to make people more wealthy. Somebody put up a Facebook post a couple days ago that said 90% of millionaires made their millions being property investors. Which is which is a staggering fact. That's a staggering fact that I didn't know. But I, you know, I, I I did catch one person telling me that owning a home versus renting. He, you know, that whole rich dad poor dad theory mm-hmm. about how it's uh, smarter economically to rent. And we don't have a lot of time left, so let's just, we're going to try and get out of this quicker. And he tells me he's renting himself, and I'm like, and how much are you paying in rent? He said fifteen thousand dollars a month. Wow. He's renting a really nice place. Right. That's a really nice. It's place. It's a really nice place right over there. So I'm just like. Jesus Christ, like 155, and I'm like, so not to get into what you do and all that stuff, but you don't own any property. He's like, no, I own property. How do you think I pay for this rent? Okay, well, you just, you're hypocritical to what you just said. So he bought property. He did put a few hundred grand down, has cash flow coming in. He's got multiple properties everywhere. He just rents where he lives. He rents his own occupied. But the reality is he's still making his money in real estate. owning real estate. I mean, he's in, a, if you're, paying $15,000 a month in rent, you're on a level where where he's living right now is probably just a lifestyle decision. Yeah. And, and it may change for him in, in, a, in a year or two years. Right. He's on a, on a level where I guess you could do that. But it's nice to know that he made that money buying the real estate. The point was that else. he was calling me out saying he doesn't own the house he lives in. Right. But at the end, when you get yeah. deeper into the conversation, he's got a bunch of investment properties paying his, his rent, which sure. doesn't feel so bad. No. You know, it's like, well, it's not like... It's coming out of his pocket. Well, it is, but, you know. Go throw a party so, Nitro question for George. Are you going to sell and buy something, or are you going to buy it? That's not the Nitro. <laughs> pressure cooker. You know, George, you can ignore that. The Nitro question period is Excuse over. Me. She doesn't have authority Excuse to hit the Nitro. You don't have the Nitro button. No one I, gave you the button. I'm going to take you and Mo to all my listing presentations so I can get my clients to understand what they need to you do. You can't even reach the Nitro button, so let it go. <laughs> I. You need to stop. All right, we got to wrap this thing up. Mo. Um, it was been it's been a great show, but give us contact information on yourself where people can get a hold of you, and um, obviously we'll see you in another week or two. Wait, yeah. you're wait. Um, who is Sheena Dadka? It's my little sister. Hi, Sheena. Aww. She says happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Saturday. When's your birthday? Saturday. What? Yeah. What? It's a party. I, you should have told me. I'm going to the Luke Bryan concert. I'm a big country music. I'm like a brown cowboy. I'm a big country music fan. Oh wow, <laughs> country so, music. That took it to the next. I love country music actually. Really? Mm-hmm. One thing you didn't know about me. Well, how do we get a hold of you? Um, my cell phone number is 847-431-6222. I give my cell phone out to even my legal clients, so it's out there. Um, you can reach me on my uh, real estate email at mo, M-O at MainStreetReg.com or my law email, my last name, which is tough to spell, D-A-D-K-H-A-H-L-A-W at gmail.com. But call me, 847-431-6222. I'm up so late every night. You can call, text. Awesome. So George. Like Dad. Yeah. 
George, I want to thank you for coming out, sharing thank your you story. For Good me. luck with that. Thank I'm you. sure it's going to work itself out. Great and, advice. Uh, don't, thank you, don't lose your faith. You, you could buy another condo. You'll be fine. But, <laughs> um, George, I have faith in your realtor. I think you've made a great decision of who you hired to sell your property. Self-awareness is all that matters around here. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you all for listening to the Ask Mo Show. Welcome again, Mo, to the Mod Squad, and we will see you guys next week. Uh, you can follow this show and, any, and all of our other shows on our YouTube channel at Market Overdrive, as well as Facebook forward slash Market Overdrive. Go to our podcast, WGN Radio Podcast, and you can look up the Market Overdrive podcast there and just drop us into your phone on a weekly basis. And last but not least, of course, you can go to our website, www.marketoverdrive.com. Two o'clock next Thursday, we'll be back. See you then. Thanks. Thank you, Mo, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Of course.